Hi, everyone. Kay Sunga here. I hope you are enjoying your fun intervention with author and fun expert Catherine Price. If you'd like to hear more about bringing joy and fun into your life, particularly over the next few weeks, head to the Headspace app and check out our Happier Holiday Collection. It features new meditations and videos to help bring joy to your holiday season. All righty. Enjoy the episode. Hi, my name is Catherine Price, and welcome to Radio Headspace and to Thursday Morning. We are in day four of what I've been referring to as a fun intervention, an exploration of the many benefits of fun, and an introduction to some concrete strategies you can use to build more fun into your life. I want to share with you something that I've found really surprising and powerful, and that is the effects that fun can have on our physical health. This might sound crazy, but I've come to believe that actually the pursuit of fun can help us live longer. So let me tell you a bit about what I mean, because you might be thinking I'm crazy. First things first here, there's actually not much research about fun. This was something else that surprised me. Lots of research about happiness, about joy, about all these other things. Not much about fun. So with that said, as you know by now, we have a definition that at least you and I are working with, and that is that fun, or true fun as I call it, is a state of playful, connected flow. Now that becomes very interesting from a research standpoint, because whereas there is not research about fun per se, there is a lot of research about playfulness and connection and flow, and their effects on our mental and our physical health. Today I want to just focus on two main things, which is to say stress and human connection. I want to talk about how fun affects both of those things. So stress. Stress is really complicated. We want to have a stress response when we actually have something we legitimately should be stressed about. If you're being attacked by something or if you see a lion around the corner, you want your body to gear up and you want your body to produce hormones to help you respond, including one of our primary stress hormones, which is cortisol, which does things like increase our heart rate and our blood sugar and our blood pressure so that we can run away and get away from the predator. That's great. The problem with stress is that when it's constant, it's not good for us. You don't want to be stressed out. Now, that becomes interesting when we think about fun, because playfulness and connection and flow all have been shown to reduce cortisol levels. Now, again, there is no prospective study that I'm aware of that is looking at the confluence of playfulness and connection and flow. But I think that it is a reasonable hypothesis to propose That if fun is the confluence of playfulness and connection and flow, and if playfulness, connection and flow are all beneficial in terms of reducing stress, that pursuing and prioritizing fun may well lead to some of the benefits of general stress reduction. Something else that has a profound effect on our physical health that we often don't think about is human connection. And I know that's been talked about before on the Radio Headspace podcast, but it bears repeating that connection is really important, not just for our mental health, but also our physical health. I did a lot of research for this book about the effects of loneliness and isolation. In one often cited study, the researchers compared the effects of loneliness and isolation to those of smoking 15 cigarettes a day, which is really nuts to think about. 
And in fact, there's a quote from one researcher that I include in my book in which he talks about loneliness as being a fertilizer for other diseases. In contrast, there's been a lot of research done on quote-unquote blue zones, areas where there's a lot of people who are very old, (laughs) basically, and looking at what are the characteristics that seem to contribute to their longevity. Is it their diet? Is it the exercise? Like, what is it that they're doing? And one of the most powerful factors turns out to be their social relationships, their sense of connection. But one of the other interesting things that I noticed when I was researching this is how the effects of playfulness and connection and flow stand in contrast to the effects of many of the things we do on our screens and in our apps. You probably have felt this yourself. You can almost feel a little jolt where you're like, oh, I've got to respond to something. And this happens again and again and again, over and over again throughout the day. There's an increasing amount of research drawing connections between social media use and feelings of loneliness and isolation. I bring this all up because I think it's really interesting to think about how screen time can contrast with time that we spend engaging in true fun. And so today what I'd like to suggest that you do is to pay attention to your body, to actually notice the sensations in your body as you go through your day. How is your breathing when you're doing certain things? Do you feel a sense of openness in your body or do you feel some sort of constriction or clenching? You know, how do different activities affect that? Because I've noticed for me personally, you can see if this is true for you, when I do things like stare at my email inbox for a long time, I'm not really breathing very deeply. I'm not even really blinking. And I feel this sense of tension in my body. But when I get together to play music with friends, for example, which typically results in me having an experience of true fun, I feel open and I feel relaxed and I feel centered and I feel calm, but also energized. So I don't know what your personal experience will be, but your challenge today, if you choose to accept it, is to simply notice this. Because I believe that our bodies actually are telling us what is good for us. So that's it for me today. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you back here tomorrow.